coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, and thanks for stopping by the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. So today I want to talk to, to you about something that's been on my mind the last few days and, and weeks, mainly because I've spoken with several leaders, different types of leaders and different types of organizations, but it's been a common issue that's kind of come to the surface. So I thought maybe I need to share this on my podcast. Some, some of you out there who listen may find some value in this session, but I got to warn you, gonna be, it's going to be full of leadership truth. And remember, for those of you that don't know, leadership truth is kind of like a surgeon's scalpel. It might hurt. It might even sting a little, but it's meant to help. So whenever you hear me say leadership truth, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get something that might hurt a little. It might sting a little, but it's, it's intended to help. So what's been, what's been going on in the conversation I've been had, having with leaders lately and it's nothing new. I mean, I've been having it for years and years and years. It's just been several recently that kind of came up at the same time and kind of just brought it to a higher level of awareness that maybe I should mention it to my audience here on the podcast. So the problem is frontline workers not performing. That's 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 the that's the that's the problem or the symptom that a lot of leaders talk to me about. Not just in the last few weeks. I mean, pretty much ever since I've been doing this that's that's where the rubber hits the road so to speak so part of the problem that leaders see is they see the the people on the front lines are not performing so it's the supervisor's fault and if you're a frontline entry-level formal authority leader if you're a supervisor or a team leader or foreman or wh whatever the title is that that somebody has given you that means people report to you, the people actually doing the work report to you. A lot of times, you know, you you try to maybe point your finger at the people that they're the problem, but if there's a problem with the people, there's a problem with the leader. So that means that's some of that leadership truth. If there's a problem with the folks on the front lines, absolutely the supervisors as formal authority leaders are responsible for what's going on on the front lines. But you don't stop there. And that's where a lot of leaders up the org chart, they stop right there. And the reason they stop there is, see, the frontline folks get most of the blame. But the frontline folks aren't really on the org chart. If you go in and look at an org chart, hardly ever will you see the, the names of the people who are actually doing the work. They, they don't even make it on the org chart. Most important people in the organization usually don't make it to the org chart. There's some, something wrong with that picture. But anyway, that's just the way it is. So who is on the, the bottom of the org chart? It's the frontline entry-level leader. Whatever your title is, doesn't matter. It's the frontline entry-level leader. So you know what they say about stuff rolling downhill. So when it comes to the org chart and it rolls downhill, guess who gets the blame? In the formal authority leadership structure, what is commonly referred to as the org chart, guess who's at the bottom of the hill? 
the frontline entry-level leader, the formal authority leader. And, and let me tell you right now, I have so much respect for you. If you're one of those people, or you've been one of those people, but specifically if you are one of those people now, or even if you're aspiring to be one of those people, if you're a frontline entry-level leader, I have so much respect for you because odds are you've accepted that position without ever being given any leadership development training. Some of you maybe have. Maybe you've got leaders who actually lead and you got leaders above them, high up in the organization who truly value leadership development. So you've been developed to be a leader. But that's not most of you. That's actually very few of you. You may be listening to this podcast because you've never had any leadership development, but you you discovered me somehow and you decided you think I can give you some value so you're developing yourself. So I, I respect you for that too, regardless of why you're here or how you got here. But I truly respect these frontline leaders because they have a lot of courage. They have to put up with a lot of stuff because a lot of times their team is not performing. And the truth is it's because they're not performing as a leader. But that's not they're not the root cause of the problem. Potentially a few of them could be, just like a few of the frontline folks could be. But the real root cause is up above that. But most of the time up above the frontline entry-level leaders, above that, they don't get much blame because that next level up, they have the ability to cast the blame down to the entry-level leader. And then the entry-level leader has the ability to cast the blame down to the workforce. But what I always say is when that frontline workforce, it's they're a symptom. They're not a root cause of the problem. The root cause is above them. And again, most people, most high-up leaders, they put the blame on the frontline entry-level supervisor. But the blame doesn't, that's not where the blame should be. shouldn't be any blame anyway. It should be development. But in organizations where they don't do development, guess what they do? They blame. So instead of developing people, we, we blame people. And the people blaming them are the ones who should be developing them. So you got a root cause on the front line, or excuse me, a symptom on the front line, and it's pointing to their leaders, to the frontline entry-level leader as the problem. But somebody above that leader is the real problem because wherever the problem shows up, the root cause of that problem is above the problem. So if my frontline workforce, if I got issues with frontline workforce, they're not performing. I got safety issues. I got quality issues. I got turnover issues. I got engagement issues. Absolutely. That points directly to the supervisor, but the supervisor ain't the root cause most of the time because that supervisor hasn't been developed. Why is the supervisor a problem? See where I'm going with this? If the front line's a problem, okay, the supervisor's a problem, but why is the supervisor a problem? Now I got to go up another level in the org chart. Oh my goodness, you don't want to do that very often. Those folks up there dodge responsibility like the plague. If you're a frontline entry level leader or a frontline worker, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's why I'm calling this out early that this is leadership truth. Probably in my estimate, 95% or more of the problems in an organization are not the frontline people, it's not the frontline leadership. 
it's, it's up higher than that. And ultimately, it goes to the top leader. The top leader is, the, is what's allowing everything to happen. I guarantee you every top leader in every organization knows what their turnover rate is. And they're blaming somebody else for it most often. Seldom are they taking responsibility. So when I'm talking to leaders, you, you, you would not believe, unless you do it, if you're in the business I'm in, where you help grow and develop leaders. But if you're not in this business, you, you wouldn't believe when I go up two or three levels in the org chart, you would not believe how hard it is to get these leaders to take responsibility for what's going on at the front. They want to blame. They want to blame those entry-level workers, and they want to br- blame the those courageous frontline leaders who, who stepped up, took a position without any leadership development. And they're still not getting any in most situations. A lot of times, these upper-level leaders, they'll tell me all the things they're doing to develop their supervisors. And I listen. You know, I'm a nice guy. I ain't going to be rude to people, but I listen. They rattle off this and that and this and that. Tell me all the stuff they're doing to develop them as leaders. And as I'm listening, I don't hear any leadership development stuff. They're rattling off all kinds of things on how to manage people, how to manage people, how to manage processes. And then when I start talking about leadership, a lot of times they don't like hearing what I got to talk about. They try to convert me over to their way. You got to remember now, their way is not working. This is the goofiest, silliest part of this whole thing. These people call me for help because they've seen me, they know I can get results, or they read something of mine or whatever. They, they want my help, but they want me to do it their way. Let me go and tell you, I don't help those people. I ain't going to do it their way. Their way does not work. Common sense would tell you that. So I'm just leaving it at that. But they try to get me to do it their way. They try to convert me instead of them wanting to listen to do the servant leadership type stuff, the high impact leadership development stuff, developing the frontline people, developing their their frontline leaders, developing themselves. You see, they, they're the root cause. These leaders up above, they're the root cause. So let's say I'm a second, I'm at the second layer up. I've left the frontline entry level workforce. I've left the frontline leadership the entry-level formal authority leaders, I'm up above them to, to their leaders. Let's say these are ops managers or, or superintendents. There's all kind of names they could be, but what, whatever, the, whatever that second layer up is titled as. When I'm talking to them or above, again, they want to tell me what's wrong with the entry-level leadership and the entry-level workers. And then they won't tell me how to fix it, even though they don't know how. If they knew how, they wouldn't be talking to me to start with. That's another one of those common sense things, right? But they, they won't tell me what the people need. If, if they knew, they should just go do it, but they don't know. Everything they're doing is not working. So I try to get them back to the root cause, which is them. This, this second or third level from the frontline workforce all the way to the top. That's where the problem is at. Now, some leaders, I got some leaders, they're phenomenal. They figure this thing out. They realize they're the problem from the top all the way down, the entire org chart. They realize the frontline leaders at the bottom of the org chart, they need some help. They understand the leaders at the top understand they don't have what they need to help them. So they get us in to help them become better leaders, 
to develop themselves so that they can develop the leaders farther down in the org chart. Those are the people who become our clients. Those are the people we want to help. But when you get into this level, two or three layers up from the entry-level workforce, these folks think they don't need, they don't need any help because they're telling, they're, they're telling everybody what to do. They just ain't doing it. So that that has to be the the people below them's problem. They have to be the problem. I'm telling them what to do and they won't do it. No, Mister Miss Leader, you're the problem. They're not doing it because they don't respect you, or they don't like you, or they don't trust you. But if they're still working there and they're not doing it, they don't have to do it. And they don't want to do it. So what you got to get them to do, if you are one of these upper level leaders, you got to get them to want to do it. You got to get them to want to improve quality, to want to improve production. Number one thing you got to do is you got to get them to want to improve themselves. Just like every leader at every level on the org chart needs to be doing. They should be wanting to improve themselves. I want to interrupt this episode to to let you know if you want to work on what I'm talking about is the root cause during this episode. I got a book for the top upper level leaders. It's called Blue Collar Leadership and Culture. The five components for building high performance teams. I've got a 30 part podcast series already out on that. All you got to do is just go back in the history a little ways and you'll find it. There's 30 episodes related to that book. But if you're serious about it, you need to get the book and read it. Another book of mine that'll help you deal with the issues, the root cause of what I'm talking about in this episode is my book, 10 Values of High Impact Leaders. Get that. Check it out. Those two books alone will help you tremendously. But there is a third book, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. Those, those are three books for the formal authority leaders. If they want to take responsibility, if you want to take responsibility. And then I have a couple other books for the frontline workforce, Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Frontlines. And then there's a teamwork book. It actually applies to everybody. Blue Collar Leadership and Teamwork, 30 Traits of High-Impact Players. So I got a full set of books. I got a lot of other books beyond that, too, but those are the ones I want to interject right here and tell you about. If you really want to go do something about it or you want to become the leader you wish you had, you go ahead and develop yourself and and then go find you a better leader. Remember, you, you can fire your boss if you need to, even a good boss. I fired some good bosses. I fired some bad bosses. The point is, you don't have to keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to keep dealing with the stress and the frustration. All right, let's get back to the episode. See, that's the key point. As soon as those leaders at these second or third, fourth level on up in the org chart, as soon as they take responsibility, well, now they got to go develop themselves. They got to go do a lot of personal work. They got to go do a lot of personal development. They got to read books. They got to learn how to apply this, these leadership principles. They got to get better. That's hard. That's hard work. It's a whole lot easier if I just blame you. Then I don't have to do anything. 
If I blame you, you got to get better. You got to do development. See, the problem is, even if I blame you and you decide for whatever crazy reason, you don't like me, you don't trust me, you don't respect me, but you decide, I'm going to try to get better. You know what? I can't help you. I'm your boss. I'm asking you to get better. And I can't help you because guess what? I've never done it myself. I just wish you would do it. Now, to me, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But to, but to hundreds of thousands and millions of leaders out there, that makes perfect sense to them. Now, they're getting pitiful results, but it makes perfect sense to them. Those people on the front lines, those frontline entry-level leaders, don't miss this point. They are exactly where their leader has led them. So the front lines, again, they're exactly where their supervisors, team leaders, superintendent, whatever their title is, their leaders, the frontline entry-level people are exactly where their direct leaders have led them. Absolutely. I'm not letting these folks off the hook. You're still responsible. Even if your leader won't develop, develop you, you're responsible for developing yourself. But if you haven't been developed, there's no leadership development program in your organization. You 100% are not the root cause of what's going on the front line or at your level from a leadership standpoint. From a personal standpoint, everybody is responsible for themselves, including the front line, including the front line leaders. But I'm talking about formal authority leadership today. So the leader is always responsible in this case. So it's the, it's the front line, entry-level supervisors, leader above. That's where the root cause is at. If the supervisor, frontline entry-level leader is failing the entry-level workforce, what I want to know is who's failing that supervisor. I ain't going to go just get to work on the supervisor. Supervisor needs some help, always. Frontline people, they need some help, always. But who's failing the people on the front line? Their supervisor. If their supervisor's failing them, who's failing the supervisor? Now we start to get up where the root cause is it is that it's actually in mid management or upper management or both. It shows up on the front lines, but that's the symptom. But the root cause is up above. That applies to everything. That applies to quality, safety, productivity, people development, turnover, engagement. So so how do you fix it? If, if you're up in the org chart, you got to take responsibility. You got to develop the people. There's, there's no shortcuts. You know, what we recommend people do is book studies. That's what our best clients do. They do book studies. Endlessly, continuously, and relentlessly. You got to keep these, these leadership principles top of mind. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody has to teach them, and then somebody's got to teach them. Or excuse me, somebody's got to teach them. And then somebody, it's the leader, has got to keep these principles top of mind. We've got to raise people's level of awareness, and then we got to keep it elevated. You're not going to do that with a seminar. You're not going to do it listening to watching a video once a month. you got to have some kind of constant drip. And the way that I teach leaders, the perfect way, the top-level leader pulls four to ten people together. They start doing a book study. When they finish, those four to ten people, each one of those people 
goes, grabs four to 10 people. So let's say the, the top leader had 10 people. When they finish those 10, go get 10. So we had, we had a top, a top leader with 10 people. Now we got those 10 people getting 10 people. So now we've got a hundred people. Those hundred people get 10 people. And you got a thousand people covered. You see, it doesn't take long to cascade content through an organization. You just keep doing it until you've got everybody covered. Now, as soon as that top leader finishes their book study, those those 10 go get 10 more. That top leader starts another book study. So eventually, everybody's going through two book studies at a time. They're participating in one with a leader above or a facilitator. And then they're also facilitating the one they just finished with their own group. That's what it looks like. That's how simple it is. You do that. You start doing that. You don't ever stop doing that. That's how you transform an organization over time. But when people are promoted into an entry-level leadership position, they need to go through some classes. They need to, they need to get somewhere. They, you know, if they've already been going through book studies, a lot of this is already covered. That's why book studies are so great. They help leaders identify the hungry people. They help with succession planning because now, now we have leaders who are developing leaders within the organization. They're participating with each other. They're talking to each other. So the leaders above who are buying into the high-impact leadership principles, they start to identify who, who should be given opportunities to climb up the org chart. It includes people on the front lines. When I talk about cascading this uh, content through an organization, I mean from the top leader to the frontline entry-level workforce. Everybody gets it. That's what the best are doing. And what most are doing is nothing except blaming the people. That's where we started out with. Most people who do a good job in an entry-level position, they're the ones who are promoted to the entry-level leadership position. They, they're given a supervisor job or a team leader job. They're not given any development. They just expected to do it. They're expected to be able to lead people. Be like me giving you a math job, but I don't teach you how to do math. It makes zero sense. But that's the way the world works. So if you're a leader and you're up in the org chart, you just remember wherever the problem is at, you got to go above the problem. And then you got to go above that problem. You got to go, when it comes to leadership, you got to go two layers up from the problem before you start even getting close to dealing with the root cause of whatever you think the problem is. You got to go up a couple of layers. One layer ain't going to get it. Because if the frontline people are being failed by the supervisor, somebody is failing the supervisor. That's two layers up. You got to go at least two layers up. And you got to do development with those people. But it's got to go through the entire organization. You can't have the, the last thing you want to do is, is be teaching the, the frontline workforce and the in, entry-level frontline leaders leadership development and not teach it to the people above them. If you do that, your best people are going to leave because you're, the people who become the best 
with character development and leadership development with personal growth growth out of the frontline entry-level workforce and the frontline entry-level leaders, those people at the bottom of the org chart, you start teaching them stuff, they start being able to see. It's like they have night vision. They can look up and down the org chart and they can tell everybody who's not on board. They can tell everybody who's a weak leader because they've been taught to be a, a high-impact leader. They start to realize what's going on above them that's causing all their problems down there. And, and they can't make anybody above them do anything. So what happens is they can do something. They can walk out the door and find them a better leader. You, you, you got to do formal authority leadership development top to bottom in an organization for it to be real. And you got to do it continuously and consistently. Continuously means you never stop doing it. Consistently means you do it every day or every week. It's on a schedule. You're making it happen. You don't do one thing and then do nothing. And then in a month or two, you do one thing and then you do nothing. You save your money. Don't do anything. If you ain't going to do it consistently, you'd be better off not to do it. Why is that? Because you're going to introduce it to people. Intermittently, sporadically, you're going to introduce it to somebody and they're going to catch on to it. And they're going to say, oh, this is some good stuff. We need this. I need this. And they're going to dive into it on their own. They're going to do it consistently on their own. They're going to do it relentlessly on their own. And they're not going to get better and stay in a company that doesn't do it with passion. They're going to get better and leave the company. Now, I don't mind doing that because I don't own a company that people work at. So I don't mind planting a seed in you and you go leave your company and you go get a better job and, and you become a better leader somewhere else. I don't mind that. I'm happy to help people go and grow. But if I owned a company, I'd want to create a, a company where people want to come work in my company, where people who are working there don't want to leave, where there's not a lot of politics and backstabbing, bad-mouthing. And I can't imagine being a leader of a company, asking people to do things I've never even helped them learn how to do. I cannot comprehend that. I cannot comprehend being a CEO or business owner in any kind of company knowing I have people on the org chart who've never received leadership development training, ever. And yet yet I go in and have the, all these big meetings and want to blame people and accuse people for what they're not doing, what they can't do, what they can't make happen for turnover, disengagement, all this all this stuff that is a symptom of poor leadership. I can't I can't comprehend having the kind of character as a leader that I'd allow that to happen in my organization. But I meet people like that all over the country. They got nice houses, they got big fancy toys, they got fancy cars. Some of them got two or three houses. Some got fancy boats. Some got fancy planes. They got all kind of stuff, these people. They got all kind of things, but they don't have a, a company full of leaders because they haven't developed them. They don't value that. They value all this stuff that, that these people can generate for them. See, all the stuff these leaders have, the people on the front lines bought it for them. Those people on the front lines need personal growth and leadership development.
Those people above them need personal growth and leadership development. If you got money for all the toys, you got money for the folks. Like I told you in the beginning, this leadership truth talk. Who we are determines what we get out of life. I ain't talking about the material stuff. I'm talking about people-related stuff. If I got chaos on my team, it's because of who I am. And I promise you, if you're working in an organization with high turnover, you got chaos. You got people coming and going all the time. The people who stay, again, I respect these people, especially the frontline people, the people who actually stay. The reason they stay is they don't have options. They ain't been developed. They ain't developed themselves, so they got options. If they had options, they'd probably leave too. They'd be tired of putting up with it. But some of them don't have options, and some of them really do want to stay working there. And they got to deal with this turnover, constant turnover, constant quality issues, constant production issues, constant safety issues from all of these new people. This is not the frontline entry levels problem. This is not the frontline leaders problem. This is up in the org chart. That's leadership truth. And again, if you're one of those folks up in the org chart, take responsibility. Build some trust with your team. Do the right thing. Invest in the people. Start with yourself. I'm going to leave it at that today. That's just been on my mind. I know a lot of it was repeated, repetitive. That's on purpose. Because I hope if there's a high-impact leader out there, or excuse me, a high-level leader, they may not be high-impact if they're dealing with all this stuff, but maybe they want to be. Maybe they're high enough in the org chart they can do something about it. But also... You may be on the front lines, but if you're listening to my content, you're reading my books, and you're studying it hard, you ain't going to be on the front lines forever. This is what I want you to do. I want you to become a leader worth following. I want you to become the leader you wish you had. That's what we need. We need people on the front lines to develop themselves in spite of their leaders, start their own company or move to a great company, grow and develop people. I need you. Our world needs you to step up. Don't wait for your leader to do it. They may never do it. You do it. I did it. No leader ever invested one penny or one minute introducing me to this stuff. I just discovered it in 2008. 14 years later, I've been reading it every day. Now I help other people. I motivate and inspire other people to get on board. And what I really want to do is motivate and inspire the leaders up in the org chart deal with the root cause so they can actually have a better life too. Because when upper level leaders do this stuff, the chaos starts to fade away. Their stress and their frustration starts to fade away. They win too. And the people really, really win. Hope you got some value out of today's podcast. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. 
Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.